Hello and welcome to Connecting the Modern Store, a new series of exclusive podcasts brought to you by Renovatech, a leading name in end-to-end AIDC technology solutions. On today's episode, we'll be discussing how deploying innovation technology in your retail operation is vital to creating a seamless and rewarding in-store experience for customers and enabling staff retention. I'm Dave Harris, and joining me to discuss this fascinating topic is retail technology expert Colin Pike, Strategic Account Director at DataLogic. We're also joined by two of Renovatech's very own experts, Technical Director Jamie Mottishead and Head of Customer Delivery Matt Hezelgrave. Jamie, Matt and Colin, thank you for being here today to talk technology solutions for the retail sector. Colin, if I could start with you, what are the biggest challenges facing IT store operations today? Well, the challenges today are uh, very similar to uh, previous uh, times. Uh, store availability is particularly more challenging now um, since since COVID. Uh, retailers clearly want to get uh, stopped moving very quickly through the supply chain, so availability is quite key. Uh, we normally see technology being used for things such as gap checks in stores, uh, which will inform them uh, and, and help them to organize and arrange the, the next day deliveries. Um, the other challenges that we see now is customer retention. Uh, people clearly uh, no longer, uh, for example, in the grocery sector, do one big shop a week. They're making uh, trips to, to various uh, retailers. So it's all about retaining as much business as possible. Uh, we see that happening in a number of different ways. Firstly, we've seen retailers use uh, our devices for self-shopping. Uh, self-shopping means that you've got a dedicated device as soon as you walk through the door that uh, you can use uh, to basically to remove queuing from the process um, uh, and, and to limit the time you spent queuing. From a retailer perspective, it also means you can push out promotions to the device. Uh, to uh, to help uh, customers take advantage of special offers. Um, and if you've got a dedicated device in the store, it, it also means that you're more likely to get a higher uptake. We've seen retailers use um, apps um, which can be used on customers' phones, but uh, the, the the number of purchases uh, versus total bas- basket sizes that, uh, that go through dedic- uh, um, customers' smartphones is relatively small, it's in single digits. Whereas if you have a dedicated device, it tends to be 50% and higher in terms of the number of purchases that are driven through them. And I think underpinning all of this is the fact that at the moment, it's incredibly difficult to recruit staff. There is a staff shortage. And if you can use technology to, to help customers to, uh, to do as much of the buying process as possible without in, involving a store worker, um, then that's great because you can uh, reduce your, your staff overheads accordingly. Colin, would you say that COVID and Brexit and things like that have impacted the technology landscape within, within the modern store? Yeah, uh, if we look at online grocery, for example, I think pre-COVID, um, as a percentage of, uh, of total um, it, you know, bricks and, and mortar uh, sales, it was something like 5.4%, according to uh, the ONS in 2020. Uh, that trebled uh, post-Brexit to uh, just under 15%. So uh, online is incredibly uh, important, uh, not just in grocery, but in all other sectors of the retail industry at the moment. 
Uh, and that has sort of spearheaded uh, an explosion of uh, handheld terminals and mobile devices being used not just in stores, but also in distribution centers as well uh, for your normal um, operations such as stock taking, price management, interstore transfers and so on. So, Matt, from what Collins just said, I mean, is that your sort of view of the, the world as well as it is now in terms of the challenges facing stores? Yeah, very much so. I think what Collins described post sort of um, global events has definitely changed the landscape of retail. Um, I think the, the, the benefit that retailers now have as well is the flexibility they've got with the customer base around the different channels of shopping. The, the focus we see quite often is around managing the profitability in those channels and making sure they resource appropriately to the specific areas that they need to support the customer trends and demands. And that's where the technologies help support the retailers um, with, with, with making sure that they fulfill the customer needs. And that's where we work well with customers because of, of the, the nature of, of what we provide as, as, as an outfit. Jamie, um, do you think technology in a way has helped ameliorate some of the effects of these global events and the things like COVID and Brexit and, and the war in Ukraine and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be there's been an awful lot of change that that's come from necessity over the over the you know recent years, uh, and I think what we're seeing is that people have had to move on really quickly, be very very flexible and adapt, and and using technology to uh, to make sure that they they can be as flexible as possible. I think what what you have to have is is, is the right tool for the job. You know these you know if you take an in-store operative that that may have previously you know only worked on a on a handheld device and and now have to see much more data much more information and now being able to use a a tablet style device in in that area you know removes a lot of frustration from the operator where they're able to see a lot more data and and uh, and, and be a lot more effective within that uh, within that role and Colin if I could just return to you uh, something that's talked about a lot every day on the news is the cost of living crisis which is obviously affecting all of us uh, do you think that's had an a serious impact in the retail sector? For sure, it's uh, changed um, shopper uh, buying habits uh, enormously. Um, as I mentioned earlier, people are now looking at uh, going to, to multiple retailers instead of just doing one big shop each week. Um, they're also giving more uh, attention maybe to the cost of getting to a store. Um, if you look at the increasing cost of fuel, you've got congestion charging. It's more difficult to, to get into to central uh, urban areas now, more costly. So that's uh, seen uh, an increase in uh, ship to home. We've seen a lot of um, uh, increase in, in dark stores, for example, so that uh, uh, there are various uh, operations which are delivering direct um, to, to um, within 10 minutes of the customer placing an order. Uh, and technology is being used to, to um, leverage that enormously. You've seen people like Zap, Jiffy, Getir, it's like getting into that sort of uh, market space. Um, and all these are driven by handheld uh, technology uh, in, in these dark store environments as well. I mean, it's interesting you say that because obviously today's customers famously are said to be more discerning, uh, more demanding than perhaps they used to be in years gone past. We want flexibility, we want same-day delivery, you know, all these sorts of things. I mean, does, that, does all that put a, a lot of extra stress, do you think, on the retailers? 
Yeah, uh, everybody is chasing basically the same customer in, in their market uh, segment. So they're looking at uh, ways in which they can retain those customers. Um, we've seen quite a, a move recently towards uh, membership uh, pricing, differential pricing, dual pricing in the store. So if you look at the shelf eggs, you'll see one price for Joe Public and another price if you happen to have a loyalty card. Um, over the last five years, I think Datalogic's in, installed in the UK something like 60,000 uh, scanners, which are front-facing scanners, which normally sit underneath the pet in a store environment. And when a customer goes to the store, they can pass their uh, loyalty uh, card or their smartphone with their loyalty app on and immediately picks up their membership details. And uh, then the, the pulse prices get adjusted to the fact that um, they're going to have lower prices if they're a member. Um, and that trend seems to be continuing, certainly in the in the food sector. And just to add to, to what Colin was saying there, we mentioned on a previous podcast around shelf edge labelling and particularly when there are multiple price points and, uh, and you know, customer membership details available, it's, it's worth taking that into consideration as well. Jamie, I'd like to ask you about specific technology issues now and in particular the business of, of legacy window devices. Uh, within retail operations, you know, what, what's your sort of recommendation for that, you know, to extend the life of those devices? We see a lot of Windows, particularly still Windows CE devices out there in the marketplace at the moment. You know, are, it's very challenging to extend that, the, the life of those, you know, Windows CE devices specifically because they are now no longer supported and, and, and makes it very difficult for, you know, uh, the, the constant updates and more importantly, any kind of uh, security patches to be, to be put through to those. So it, it is a big risk in the marketplace and we, you know, we speak to people on a, on a pretty much a daily basis about the, the, the plan and how to migrate from those Windows CE devices to, uh, to, uh, the, to, to the next generation uh, of Android-based applications. Um, I think, you know, in, in terms of extending them, it, it's very difficult. There are some containerized platforms that you can put around that that are based on Windows 10. But, you know, basically our, our recommendations from a CE device is that, uh, that we, would, uh, we, we would recommend to be upgrading and moving to the later platform. And that's something that we can, we can support and manage that process for, uh, uh, with, uh, with the customer. And presumably, you know, once you bite the bullet and do that upgrade, you know, there are going to be huge advantages. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you, once you've got to that uh, more, more standardised platform, if you like, from particularly for with, uh, with with Android, it opens up a huge amounts of, uh, of 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 enhancements you can get. Maybe that's from a uh, an MDM solution to help you manage those devices on a day to day basis and and support those uh, uh, support those devices remotely in terms of locking down those devices so operators only see and use applications that have been certified and and you want the uh, the operators to use and and I think the the other point that's really you know it's really valid to make at this point in, in this consumer world that we live in people are used to using Android based mobile phones that kind of, of use and it becomes more sort of second nature. For people in the uh, in the retail environment to be to be using devices that they're very familiar with. So just to add to Jimmy's point there, um, I think the biggest looking at it from a customer perspective, um, clearly that's quite daunting to transition from one device to another, especially it's it's it's, um, it's operational. I think what Jim has touched on there is the the support and mechanisms to help that migration as smooth as possible with the relevant backup plans. So the container applications still give you access to the 
the way in which you use the device previously whilst you transition over to Android. So I think it's important that customers are aware of that from a mitigation and risk perspective to help them in that transition because it can be quite a, a, a big feat. While I would agree with both uh, with what Jamie and, and Matt has said, um, Windows basically gave up the game when it came to the enterprise marketplace uh, a long time ago and, and now the only effective game in town is to use an Android device and ideally an Android enterprise recommended device with KMS on board uh, to leverage uh, all the advantages that that brings. But also I find that re retailers in some cases don't really have a choice because there's a whole raft of applications that uh, they're looking to move towards at the moment, which are only supported on an Android operating system. Having said that, uh, Datalogic still manufactures Windows devices. There's a larger legacy estate of Windows customers out there. and uh, We're still supporting Windows out in the field. Not everybody can, uh, can make the, the transition, but uh, I would say that most retailers are now well on the way to, to do that if they haven't done so already. I mean, we still see a lot of um, Telnet uh, applications out in the field. But Telnet can run quite easily on, on an Android device as well as it can do on a Windows device. In fact, it, it provisions much better on an Android device because you can use a graphical user interface rather than just a green on black screen where operators are forced to enter you know, a number to, to get into various parts of the submenu that they need to. And that helps and impacts upon the retailer's productivity as well. So, Colin, I'd like to turn now to payment options because there's been a drive to provide more flexible payment options to customers and how has that requirement been addressed within the retail store would you say? Technology has now allowed a single device to be used um, for a payment in store. Um, for example on Datalogic uh, devices we support tap to pay which leverages NFC technology. So you could have a traditional handheld device that could be one minute used for doing gap checks, stock taking, price management, etc. And the next minute it can be redeployed to handing a customer transaction. Um, and obviously that maximizes the use and the benefits of uh, investing in the ROI of uh, handheld technology in general. If you think about the customer, the retailers, you know, putting a physical till point in is quite costly. You've got the seating, you've got the shell, you've got the peripherals, you've got the cable in, you have the actual till itself, the scanner, um, and then that reduces selling space. I think what Colin's quite rightly picking up on is the flexibility of a mobile device that's been multi-use and really getting the benefits of the ROI out of that device. And clearly that needs to be a decision made by the retailer looking at what their customers require. And we are seeing that trend more and more with our customers. Correct, Matt. We're seeing devices being used essentially as mobile poles, particularly in, in fashion um, and apparel, and those, those, those areas to, where mobility, greater mobility of, of poles is required. Matt, talking of uh, flexibility, which you mentioned just then, uh, I wanted you to tell us about things like stock inventory and stuff like that and how, how this technology helps there, if, if indeed it does help. It's quite a complex question due to the nature of inventory and how it flows through the supply chain. Um, so I'll try and break it down. I think the, the biggest challenge that the retail teams have is effectively the data transfer between what we call blockchain, but effectively from source through to you know packaging center into DCs logistically out into store then to the customer. And that's one aspect of it is movement of stock 
and how quickly that goes through. That is all today enabled by technology. Whether it's voice kit or wireless, it's handheld terminal, um, technology for packing materials, labelling, printers. It's all technology that, that enables that to flow through quickly. The, the, other, the other aspect of that is the end point, so the customer at the shelf edge, so edge computing effectively, is the signals back up the supply chain and the demands that gives around what stock they do and don't require. Um, then it's broader, so it's down to customer demands and trends um, and also looking at more globally what is actually purchased. So I think the way in which that's optimised is by getting closer to the shelf edge and the data of what is required in the trends and I think the challenge that retailers have today is understanding their own data but then allowing others to access it so it's important that supply base get access to that data so they can make their own decisions around what they're sending and where and how they inform other retailers and equally it's in how they create the right community internally within the retailer so everyone can make that decision around how much they're buying, which would include the buyers, supply, teams, helping support that. So it is, it is a broader question. I think the benefit to the retailer around this is stability in the technologies that help them do the job. It's tools to do the job. And that will, in turn, give their colleagues more incentive to do a great job at, at the shelf edge and follow the processes and procedures. And that should increase morale it should increase the demand signals, it'll give customers a better shopping experience and you would hope then reduce um, labour turnover because there's, 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 a, there's a greater sense of satisfaction from delivering a great store and that's what retailers really take pride in. Colin, um, as Matt said there, it's a complex picture, there's all sorts of things going on which technology is helping with. What would you say are the biggest issues that keep store operations managers awake at night if you like are there particular things that are trickier than others would you say i guess there's two things uh, firstly ensuring that the uh, the store has has correct staffing levels at the moment there is a shortage of, of staff at the moment uh, in the workplace so technology has to work uh, even harder to uh, to accommodate for that and, and secondly i would say availability uh, making sure that the, the, the shelves have the correct products at the right time. If we look, for example, in the convenience store sector, uh, we can see that they're using intelligent uh, modelling now uh, to determine how they, um, um, the, the demand and supply um, equations, how those are two, how those are balanced. For example, if you have a convenience store located near St James's Park and Newcastle United are paying at home at a specific time, you can expect to sell a lot more snacks, a lot more uh, drink. Um, so if you can plan for that in advance and work out where the spikes are occurring, because all stores are, are not going to have the same level of demand. So we see more intelligent uh, use of uh, technology, particularly software. Um, but um, handheld devices are still an important part of that equation because uh, they fit in the, uh, the missing picture, what physically is on the shelf in terms of doing gap checks. Um, so that uh, ensures that availability is, uh, is kept to the optimum. And if you get that demand prediction right um, and you have the right number of staff, presumably everybody's going to be happier, you know, and that's going to increase your staff retention and all that sort of thing just because 
people aren't ridiculously overworked by a sudden rush that wasn't predicted, for example. Yeah, and, and what's helped enormously is, uh, is uh, self-checkout and self-shopping in general. Uh, bearing in mind there are less people to man the tills now, the onus is on the customer to, to do the uh, checkout transaction themselves. So if you can have an intelligent uh, smart checkout, uh, it helps to get people moving through the stores and to reduce queues and ensure that you're maximizing revenue in, in each store. Um, in the last few years, self-checkout has uh, exploded into a whole variety of different formats. Originally, it was just in food and in grocery that was all self-checkout. But now we're seeing it in fashion, we're seeing it in bookshops, we're seeing it in pharmacy, we're seeing it in a whole variety of, um, of, uh, of sectors of retail that previously said, you know, this is too challenging for us. Uh, apparel is a good one. Um, uh, in the past, uh, the consensus was, oh, it's, it's just too complicated. We have to uh, remove the hanger. We have to bag the garment. Um, Self-checkout doesn't really work in this environment. Well, it does. And uh, people of uh, retailers have, have been forced really into the situation by the, the lack of uh, staff that they're able to recruit in, in both the UK and Europe. Um, but they've seen huge benefits coming from it. And we expect to see that continue into the future, that level of innovation, building self-checkouts that are not only single purpose, but maybe um, multi-purpose. So you can have a, a hybrid self-checkout. One minute the customer is using it, and the next minute it can be redeployed so that uh, a store operator can use it. So there's a whole lot of in innovation going on within self-checkout at the moment. And I think to touch on Colin's point there on self-serving and self-checkout, what we're seeing trend-wise in the apparel market um, more so, um, whilst RFID tagging on garments is there for inventory levels and check-in, there is that then next stage of how is that helping support the customer's ease of shop through that, that retailer. I think that's the bit where um, we're seeing a little bit of, of sort of traction and the trend moving towards, which helps then the colleague or the associate focus on any other tasks around mainly customer service and supporting the customer base who walks through that door. I think just to add to that, the the lack of labour in the in the retail environments uh, is then being put to, to, to better use in terms of making the, the sure that the, the shelves are, uh, are stocked and what we're seeing is the effect of that is that then you need less space at the back of uh, stores to be able to stocking items that are waiting to be put out so the whole you know throughput of the, of the logistics process becomes a lot more agile you know uh, more deliveries that come to store with, uh, with with smaller amounts of stock and constantly tops up so the the product is on the shelf available to be, be sold and I think it's the, the the whole ecosystem is quite interesting when you you see that impact of what happens from a from a till perspective right the way through the store. In terms of um, innovation we are increasingly using artificial intelligence and data logic within the scanners that we build and that's a pretty much a game changer for, for many retailers. So we can, we're now using high definition cameras. So the barcode is still there. The barcode is, is used to identify products. But in addition to that, we have the cameras feeding information in. So we don't need to read the barcode. if The barcode is damaged or not available, but it, it's still there as, as part of the scene. Um, and by using artificial intelligence cameras um, and produce recognition, and uh, we can reduce the amount of time people spent using self-checkouts. You can imagine, for example, you're buying a, a pink lady apple in the store. You have to go through the sub-menu, identify the apple, identify the variety of apple you've got. You've lost about 20 seconds in doing that. Now, if you can put the 
Apple directly down on the platter and uh, the scan automatically recognizes that, that uh, product, you've got a huge saving in time. And it's all about, uh, in a retail store environment, increasing throughput, getting customers through the till as quickly as possible, transaction, making as many transactions as you can in the shortest amount of time. That brings customer satisfaction, it brings customer retention, and also it brings the highest uh, marginality for, for the retailer. So technology is, is being used to improve all of those things. Jamie, it's a complex picture. Obviously, there's a, a lot of technology, a lot of different types, styles of technology available to the retail store manager. If somebody watching and listening to this wants to know more, what's the best thing for them to do to, to help inform themselves about this? Absolutely. I think we're in that situation now in the world where it's never been more important to have the right tool for the job, the right device, the right handheld, the right solution to put in, in place. And, and what we would say is that we have a fantastic facility at Renovatech, which is our uh, innovation centre. And there's an open invite for, uh, for anybody to come and visit that, uh, that centre. So get in touch, contact us through our website, which is www.renovatech.com or contact your, uh, your account manager. And that, I'm afraid, is all we have time for today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our guests, Jamie, Matt and Colin, for joining us online today for this fascinating episode of Connecting the Modern Store. As Jamie said, if you want to learn more about technology solutions, or if you prefer to speak to one of our experts directly, you can visit us at www.renovatech.com. Whilst there, you can also book a visit to our brand new state-of-the-art innovation centre located at our UK HQ in newton le willows Merseyside. I'm Dave Harris and you've been listening to Connecting the Modern Store. Take care and see you next time.